Well, we're on location today at Dragonfly Toys here in the Abbotsford Convent and with me is Uj Gobel and um, Uj, today's topic is about excursions. Now, we all can reflect back to excursions that we had at school and um, some good, some not so good, uh, but excursions in early learning, how does that work? Well, look, I think that excursions for family daycare as a uh, environment for early learning is something that's really unique and different. Uh, you can imagine how hard it is to do a risk assessment when you've got 20 or 25 kids yes. and you want to go out to the park or, you, you know, you want to even leave the front gate, right? Well, exactly. You think excursions, kids, uh, what do you do? Yeah, and I guess all of that paperwork and all of that process often becomes a hurdle and a barrier. So you'll end up doing one or two kind of uh, hero ex- excursions. You might go, you know, to the museum or... Um, the to, zoo. To the zoo or a local um, science um, uh, museum once a year, whereas... Uh, Family daycare, we've got the benefit of only having four kids. So it really is like uh, being a, a single parent sometimes, or you can have a volunteer or an assistant with four kids. So typically you might get a, a three-seater pram with a, um, a toe behind, like one of those skateboards that sits on the back for the, for the toddler, or you, you might have a, a cargo bike or some other way that you can make sure all the children are contained um, and you can walk. You can. You can. Um, it's quite quite easy to do a risk assessment to walk around the corner to your local park. So that's even an excursion, of course, getting out and exploring your local environment. Yeah, look, it's an important thing to remember. Uh, the law says that as soon as your child leaves an approved early learning service, so that's the educator's home, so as soon as they walk out the front door, they are on excursion and they must have a risk assessment in place. And they must have the parents' consent. There's also um, some required information that the educators must carry with them, which includes any allergies, any medical conditions, and the doctor and family, the family doctor's um, contact details and phone number. So all of that information must be held on the educator's person during that excursion. So, you know, it, it's th- there's a process where the educator creates a risk assessment. It comes up with a risk profile and it gives them very clear management strategies for all of those risks, which might be um, crossing the road or it could be sun or it could be stray dogs at a park or it could be um, getting in and out of a vehicle. You know, there's all these risks that that we need to think about, um, but we have very detailed risk management strategies and we would invite the parent to um, read that or if not read it, at least um, query the educator so they're confident the educator understands what they're doing. And then they're signing off on the bottom of that form to say, yes, I consent to my child going on this excursion um, because, you know, we can spend all this time talking about risk, but we also need to start talking about why we do it, all the benefits of excursions. So what are some of the benefits? Well, when we um, take children away from the home, we're really engaging with the local community. We're building a sense of, of belonging, uh, a sense of citizenship, um, sense of place, um, and also rights. You know, I have a right to the local park. I have a right to attend the library. You know, and um, an understanding of how things work in civil society and how we can get things done for ourselves. So that's that's a really important and often 
underestimated element to um, these small excursions that are taking place. So when you said about the parents signing the form, is that every time they go on an excursion or does one form cover all? That's a really good point. So um, there's two types of permission forms that um, parents can sign. One is called a routine excursion. So that could be um, to take your child to and from school every day, for example. Even picking up from school and dropping off from home, uh, these are considered excursions because your child is away from the approved learning service. Uh, Another routine excursion might be uh, that the educator wants to go to the park. Whenever the mood and the weather enables them, they want to be able to go to the local park. So a routine excursion is something that you would be signing and it would be valid for 12 months. And every 12 months, um, our educators renew their risk assessment and then um, they would ask you to re-sign that. Whereas a once-off excursion might be, um, you know, your child is just obsessed with dinosaurs and we think that there would be a real benefit in having a look at the dinosaur exhibit at the Melbourne Museum, for example. And so we ask all the parents to um, give us that consent. We do the risk assessment, um, but it's not something we plan to do on a routine basis. It's just a once-off excursion. And so you're just consenting for that time. That's interesting because when you mentioned, for example, the dinosaur, that your child might be interested in it, that's something you can do in family daycare as opposed to the larger places because you mentioned that it might be four children going instead of like 20 and you can specify what might be the interest of those that child. Absolutely. So um, the early years learning uh, framework requires us to really know each child uh, in a very close way and to engage and to empathise with their interests and to think about how we can extend on those interests. So, you know, often dinosaurs start in books and then there's cartoons or movies potentially at home Um, and then um, there's a small section of the community which just get obsessed. They know every um, name, uh, they know how they're all related, they know the families of dinosaurs. So these kids are just... Um, dinosaur obsessed and uh, to be able to go and see real life um, fossils is just the next level and it's something that you know it's an opportunity that we really need to explore for those kids because otherwise their interest is just not complete. So um, how many excursions would you hope that was happening with Ignite Minds? This is the other part of that question why do we do it so Mm. A really big um, issue for our society is actually sedentary behaviour. So we're very concerned, um, but we also have a whole legal framework around ensuring that children are not sedentary for too long. So we have an expectation that educators are going to the park almost daily. Daily? Yes. Wow. You know, I think there's a real benefit in having a fixed routine. It could be, you know, somewhere between um, 9 and 11 a.m., Uh, After the children have arrived and got settled and um, they're getting ready, they might have their morning tea at the the park, but that ability just to run, to explore their bodies with big movements, so running, jumping, climbing, swinging, these opportunities are really important because it allows children to explore their bodies uh, in in a full variety of ways. So we want um, running and jumping and climbing, upper body strength, we want them to be running to the point where their, their lungs are bursting. We want them to be full of life. And we just can't get that movement. So 
the evidence has come off the back of a, of a um, new guidelines which were released last year, which are called the 24-hour movement cycle. And this is the Australian government um, guidelines are suggesting that any more than one hour of sedentary behaviour is causing harm. So this is not just about fitness, this is about mental harm as well because in early childhood brains are very plastic so they, they are mouldable and they work to fit the environment and so if we are leaving our children in environments where um, the stimulation and, and the world is quite small so they're experiencing say sport uh, through a screen rather than through running and jumping and, and hand-eye coordination, then these are parts of the brain development which are going to be missed. Um, and it's very hard for adults to pick that up later in life. So a really important part of this 24-hour movement in cycle is recognising that kids have to move and they're only going to move if you create the space for movement. And we're very fortunate in family daycare where we can go to the park we can take kids on small excursions and, uh, and that's just a really wonderful way that we can support um, our children to, to grow up and to be fully formed adults. And also by doing it every day, it builds that confidence as well because when you said, you know, all the things, the checklists that you have to do to, you know, safety for an excursion, well, you know, if you're doing it all the time, then the children are getting more used to it, looking forward to it and it's just, you know, part of the everyday life of family daycare. It's really great that you mentioned that. We had this issue a couple of years back where we felt that adults just are not good at checklists and we were very concerned we were losing a lot of sleep. So we created these flashcards which we hand out to the children. So we actually employ the children to enforce the rules around excursions. <laughs> so they have these little flashcards which are like a uh, reminder for sun hats and for sunscreen and for the um, risk assessment documents and um, shoes and socks. So they play this little card game to make sure that everybody's ready. So they become uh, the, the um, authority in setting up and preparing for each excursion. <laughs> and obviously they enjoy it too once they go out. What child doesn't yeah, enjoy going true, to the park? You true. know, if as a parent, you know, I can't not pick up my child from the school and go straight to the park. They just need that level of engagement and that uh, free time and that ability just to explore the world. So if I'm a parent and my educator isn't doing excursions, what should I do? I think firstly you should have a conversation with that educator and just find out what's going on and why. And, um, and ask them if they need some support. So um, often educators will involve parents as volunteers to help them manage an excursion if they feel like it's too risky. Um, another suggestion might be to call Ignite Minds and see what support we can offer. So quite often we will attend excursions with our educators uh, to help them if they're feeling nervous or um, worried or um, haven't haven't done one before so mm. we can give them strategies to make sure that it is safe and that they're following the risk assessment and that that's understood so if you really want your child to be participating in excursions and you're feeling like they're not getting enough then absolutely it starts with a conversation um, talk to your educator and then um, if you're not getting heard or you're still unsure um reach out to Ignite Minds. So it's good just to follow it through and don't be afraid to ask. Absolutely. Okay, so what about the other side of that? If I'm a bit nervous and, look, I'm really not comfortable with my child going out on excursions, what happens? Look, that's a really um, valid and really important thing for us to be thinking about as a service. So 
we have to balance the needs and requirements of all children and it's not always possible to exclude a child from an excursion. Um, it often means all children are ex- excluded. Which because, really isn't fair, is it? Yeah, so it's, it's a challenge. So what I would hope that you could do is um, talk to me or talk to um, your educator about what your specific ex- um, concerns might be. Now, maybe your child has a medical condition and it's just really high risk. Mm. You know, that would feature on our risk assessment and we would have strategies in place and we would talk to you about that. And if we couldn't agree on strategies, then, then it would be off, right? Um, but if um, you've just got some concerns um, or maybe haven't, understood the importance I think it's really important that you reach out and have that conversation again and just ask your educator why are you doing this and why is it important for my child that's great well Uj, thanks so much about telling us about the benefits of excursions you're so welcome I really um, look forward to seeing all of the kids engaged and uh, participating in in our excursion programs <laughs>